Hello, this is your self-help podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive. With insights for personal branding, personal development, publishing, and interviews with young entrepreneurs. Now here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hey, now if you're hungry and ready for change, this is the podcast to listen to. Now let's get started today. Welcome to another edition of the Self-Help Podcast. On this particular episode, we focus on publishing. Why should you self-publish? The pros and the cons. Why now is the best time to self-publish? What do you need to do? The strategies and the secrets. I'm here with the expert, Steve Scott. Steve, you're welcome to the podcast show. Well, thanks for having me on, Bernard. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you. Steve is a number one best-selling author on Amazon, and he's published uh, tons of books. And currently, looking from your profile on Amazon, on the business and investment series of books, you have number 17. That means a whole lot. When you have 17, the whole lot of books on Amazon, number 17 in the business and investing. That's a hot area when you talk about publishing, especially online. And 17, your other pseudonyms you use, number 6, means you're really doing great with self-publishing in the self-publishing industry. Can you really tell us how you got started into, basically into writing? How do you get into writing? Or what's your background? What do you do? Let's, let's get to know you more personally on that level. Okay, cool. Um, it's basically, it's a very long story, so I'll give the uh, kind of cliff notes version. <laughs> uh, I've been a, um internet marketer, affiliate marketer for about a decade now, and like a lot of people, I have my failures and my successes for a good number of years and kind of built my own income through affiliate marketing, so I, I would guess for the first eight years of my business. About, um I would say about two years ago, I was looking for ways of driving traffic to my blog. I actually started out as a blogger for, or back in 2006. So I was looking for different ways to drive traffic to my blog, and I kind of stumbled across Kindle Publishing. And originally, I thought that it would be more of a traffic generation strategy as opposed to a income generation strategy. So basically, I did kind of what a lot of people do when they first get started. I just took some old blog posts and slapped it up there and see what happens. About a month or a couple of months went by. I didn't really think anything of it. I wrote one book, and then I went to publish a second book, and I realized that I had that first book there that was um, – basically just sitting there doing nothing and it was part of i guess what we'll cover later the kdp select program where you can give away your book for free for five days and i was like okay might as well throw the first book for give it away for free for five days see what happens and i use that to kind of sell my second book i went away for a week and i came back to look at my stats and i realized that the first book after doing a free run was selling about seven to ten copies a day wow and then i kind of did i did the, the math i'm like oh that's you know it's 14 15 15, 20 bucks a day for basically doing nothing. And it just kind of ever since then it became an addictive addiction. I actually just sat down and thought, well, what, what would happen if I actually, instead of blogging, just sat down and wrote one book after another for a whole year and kind of did that for 16 months. And I've looked up and it just everything had seemed to be really working out well. And now I've kind of gotten back into the blogging side, but I found that at least with Kindle publishing, you could, if you really put forth an effort of providing a valuable experience and you can really build a whole audience and platform just from writing uh, little tiny ebooks. 
Oh, this is interesting. That I, I will call the accidental publisher or author. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, so you, you get into affiliate marketing and blogging. Then you, you your whole idea was even just to generate traffic via um, Amazon Kindle, and it does turn out to be something else and making a whole tons of income and also providing valuable content for people out there. And this is this is great. Sometimes it's interesting when you, when such things like this happen because you didn't really plan it. You you were just trying to find ways to reach out to people. Then it has turned out to a whole income generation business altogether. Yeah, definitely. I would say definitely in the last sixteen months, I've learned a lot about that. And I guess um, a value experience probably for any listener is that if you really want to do something really well, you should do what I call a deep dive and learn everything about that one particular topic and try almost become a mini expert on that. And that's kind of where you take a little bit of knowledge and really, I guess, blow it up and really like leverage everything that you're doing with it. Okay, let's deep dive again here too. How did you begin to uh, start monetizing or seriously going into the, pop, the writing process? And what advice do you have for uh, uh, upcoming writers and authors who want to really publish? Because we, today we're focusing on why you should self-publish. The first question, why should I self-publish my book in this particular age? Uh, there's a lot of good, good reasons for that. Uh, basically, from my experience, it's like you definitely want to get started with what you know best. Uh, for me, I knew internet business stuff well because I basically was doing it for about eight years before I started Kindle Publishing. So what I did with all my, every single book is I just focused on one single problem and tried to provide a very in-depth, detailed solution to that. Now, um, getting back to your original question, why should you self-publish? Um, basically, I found that, at least with the Kindle market, for the first year or two, there was the quote-unquote get-rich-quick scheme type people, the ones that basically got into what they called the Kindle Gold Rush. They went on there, published a bunch of kind of what I consider junk content, <laughs> and they realized it actually takes you know genuine hard work. So those people are actually pretty much starting to clear out once they realize it's not as easy as other people make it sound. And now that all the people are kind of lazy about it, that they're clearing out, I think this opens up the door for pretty much anyone who's willing to take their expertise and put it into small book format. Uh, to, to, I guess, further elaborate on your question is anyone that basically follows your podcast, I would say they're all content creators to some degree, and if they really have anything valuable saying they're willing to kind of put it more in a step-by-step format and have genuine interest in building audience, I think that can, the Kindle platform is pretty much the way to go. Well, the first point you made, start with what you know best. So you start with your yes. area of expertise, not just to try out something like you mentioned, publishing as a way that you can create a platform or a niche for yourself by providing something vulnerable or something really you know for people. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd be surprised. Like everyone I think out there is listening to this has some knowledge about something. Like for instance, mm-hmm. I learned how to write a book pretty quickly, and I kind of learned how to, to make a, a process out of that. So I wrote a book about how to write a book. It sounds very meta, <laughs> but I uh, I wrote a book about how to write a book in 21 days, and actually for a long time that was my bestseller because it just I just took the process and broke it down. Um, and even more recently, one of my best-selling books now is about how I kind of over- overcame procrastination, all, all like the little daily habits I do on a regular basis, and I just wrote a book out of that. So. I would urge anyone listening is to think about what have you learned recently or what would you like to learn, maybe spend a couple of weeks learning about that, and you can kind of take your experiences and put that into book format. From your experience on on how to write a book, 
you then develop a manual or a book on how to write. Then again, from your lesson and experience, you also shared on how to be more productive or make use of your time, and you also put it out in a book. So with these two scenarios, it means that every single individual has something to offer the world by virtue of what you are learning, what, you, what you're going through. Yes, definitely. Uh, to put it kind of a comparison, the one something I've kind of come to the realization lately, it's like uh, basically if you took the blogging concept and just basically turn it into a book format, you know, when you run a blog, you're basically talking about your experiences, you're talking about what you learn, uh, you're targeting a niche, and you can pretty much do everything that you know about blogging, just put that into, you know, 15,000 word books. Um, and like, like pretty much any other blog, it's like you're obviously maybe your first one or two might not sell well or they might not do well, but it's more important to learn the process. It's more important to kind of connect with an audience, talk to them, find out what they want, and then start to really published the published books that really provide a lot of value to the end reader okay one of your best books that I, i've loved so much or when i got last year 61 ways to sell more non-fiction candle books it is it's, yes. it's golden that book is, is a golden book of great content especially for starters or even experts who want to go into the non-fiction category oh thank you so now steve tell us a little bit process if I want to start publishing my book today, I have some content I think the world needs to really hear about. I mean, what do I need to do? Okay, I would say take – I'm going to operate an assumption you kind of already have a niche idea, but even if you don't, I would say take maybe your, your top three to five book ideas. Basically, kind of jot down a rough sketch of what you would like to write about. Mm-hmm. Go to Amazon, click on – like basically do your, your search uh, search around, try to find books that are really similar to yours. Um, click on each one of the titles and write around the area called product description. You'll see a bunch of random like when was it published, uh, who is it by, et cetera, et cetera. They have something called the bestsellers ranking. Mm-hmm. What you want to do here is you want to find a couple of books with a 20,000 or less ranking. Basically, that's the – from uh, – Amazon's algorithm that works out to be around five books a day, five book sales a day. So you want to, at least for the first couple of you, you definitely want to target books that you know from the get go will probably have a, a good chance of selling. So out of that three to five book ideas, try to find one that you think will do pretty well, that'll be fairly uh, profitable, and write that. Now the writing process actually, it, it, there's, it's pretty in depth for that, but um. What I like to do is basically I do a complete brain dump, put it on a piece of paper, everything that you know about that particular topic. Mm-hmm. And I would say spend a good couple of hours just sitting there, just writing everything down. Great. So the first thing is pick three of your book ideas, then go to do a research or a search on. A- okay. So basically what I suggest is you take your three to five book ideas, um, you want to basically go from what we talked about before, like three to five things that you know really well, uh, personal experience that you can share. You want to go over to Amazon. You want to find books that are related to each of these ideas. Click on the title or actually click on the book itself and scroll down. You'll see the product description. And what you're going to look for is you're going to look for a, a metric called the bestsellers ranking and I'll have a number sign that you want to look for the number 20,000 or below. Mm-hmm. Basically, that metric shows that that book sells about five copies a day, which if you sell a book at two ninety nine, that's about $10 a day. You want to find at least a couple of those books for each of the ideas to make sure it's actually a profitable idea. 
um, really what you ultimately write really depends on finding books that, you know, that matches metric and also ones that connect to your personal passion. Now, from these three to five book ideas, ultimately you have to choose one of them. And what you want to do after that is you want to actually get down and write the book. Now, this is a pretty involved process, so I'll just go like the quick overview of it. But basically, I follow a couple-step process for this. I put everything down onto a single piece of paper, everything I know about that topic. Then I kind of organize that through index cards, um, separating them by chapters. I'd say 10 index cards, each one of them representing a chapter. Mm-hmm. And then three more index cards that represent kind of the bullet points or subsections of that chapter. And the back of each one of these um, subsections, you write a couple of questions about that particular topic. Um, basically, you're going to take all these index cards, kind of look, go over them, mix and match, make sure that they are in a nice tight um kind of type of flow, make sure that they, they go well with each other from one thought to the next thought. And then you're actually would write uh, sit down and write what I call the kind of crappy, I'll put a PG rated, the crappy uh, first first draft. The idea here is you have the index cards. You don't have to actually use the greatest grand sentence structure. Just basically put these index cards and type it out onto to a piece of paper. And you're not pausing for, like, looking up facts. You're not pausing to check your grammar. You're just writing as fast as you can. Okay. Uh, the important thing here is to basically you write that, that rough draft as fast as you can. And then you're going to come back in the second draft. You're going to do the whole polish. You're going to go back. And that's where it takes a while. You have to make sure all the sentences flow. And the third draft, pretty much the same thing. You want a real t- uh, tightly polished end book. And what I suggest, I know it's a kind of out of the financial means of some people, <laughs> but um, you want a good edit. You want someone to sit down and kind of review the book for you, mm. make sure it's it's pretty well. And um, last but not least, you definitely want to find a good cover. And this is where it, it gets t- tough because I know some people can't quite afford the, the best cover. But, but what I like to do um, is go to Elance and hire someone who for 100 to $150. Now, that might be beyond the price range of some people. Yeah. So if, if cost is definitely a concern, what you can do is go to Fiverr. But I would suggest you hire at least three or four people on Fiverr and just get basically the best cover of the four. But um, I do know that people do buy books based off their cover, so you want to really make sure you have something that catches the eye. And a good example of how to do this is maybe go back to Amazon, look at the other books in your market, see it sells well, and give a couple of ideas to whoever's doing your cover and see what, what they can come up with. So that's a real quick and dirty uh, overview of how to publish. Mm-hmm. What are some of the factors that drive sales to books um, there's a couple different answers to that. Really depends on how much of a platform you already have. If you don't have anyone who's following you through a blog or a podcast or YouTube, probably the best way to get any sort of visibility is to give away your book for free through KDP Select. Mm-hmm. And basically what a KDP Select is, it's a 90-day period where you give exclusivity to Amazon, basically saying that you'll only publish your books on Amazon's platform and nowhere else. Um, and through KDP Select, you can give away your book for, for free for five days, and lots of people will download your book, but in turn, you increase the chance that they'll review it, and potentially, um, when you have another book, they can join your email list and perhaps purchase books that you have down the road. Now, another answer to your question is, if you already have a platform, uh, what you can do is launch a book for $0.99, cents, get those initial bursts of sales, which mm-hmm. kind of triggers Amazon's visibility 
charts and all, all the stuff that Amazon does to promote your product. But I guess ultimately what you want to do as a Kindle author or it's pretty much any any content creator is you want to build an email list. You want to have people that, that know you like and trust you, and every time you come out with a new book, they're willing to go out and review it and download it for you. Um, that being said, also in your in your books, what I like to do is I like to give away another free book if they join my email list. Oh. So for the beginning author, you advise that they should get an email list, a mailing list, or to at least establish a platform. But without a platform, then it's uh, KD, KDP Select should be a mask so that you can get a level of visibility for your content for your book. Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, KDP, like the, the value of the free has definitely gone down. In about a year or two ago, you could promote a book for free, and as soon as it went to paid, you could actually see increase in your sales. Unfortunately, that's kind of gone away, but what KDP Select now gives you in addition to the free tool, is an alternative choice. So instead of actually promoting your book for free, you can do what's called a countdown deal. Um, the problem is your book has to be in the marketplace for at least a month before that you can get that, that benefit. But what a countdown deal is, basically you can price your book for 99 cents, drop down the price, and there's a little, a little um, timer right next to the sales price, basically telling potential readers that, hey, you have only a couple days to get it at this price before it goes back up. So basic countdown deals is another way to move a lot of uh, book sales without really doing anything on your own end. So basically the idea here is KDP Select, if you're starting out, I would definitely, as any new publisher, start with that. Uh, give Amazon the 90-day exclusivity and just kind of use Amazon's tools to help promote and uh, get more book sales. Great, great uh, to them. Now, Steve, what about... Existing authors who haven't, who have seen, who are seeing a decline in their book sales, what are some of the tips to help them, or some of the books not really even selling over the years? What are, what do they need to do to help uh, drive sales to their book? Uh, I would say a couple things. First off, I what I've started to do because um, I create a whole separate book catalog in the habits market, and what I did to start from that is I started building email lists, which you already talked about. I started blogging. Now, the, the, the problem with all these techniques is it really works. Like, you get blogging, you get people on your email list, but it's a very lengthy process. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do what you're doing. You could podcast. That's another way of getting people on your email list. Or you could create YouTube videos. The idea there is that as, as an established author, you want to have some other platform that you can tr- control to get people onto your email list. Now, you want to couple that with a couple of uh, sales strategies, and specifically the one I just spoke about, uh, the countdown deals. Or at least I found when you have enough books in the marketplace. Like I took a look at yours, you have 18 books. And I'm not, I'm not too sure if you have mm. those in KDP Select. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, but, ha- um, I have all of them in that. Uh, so what you could, what you could potentially do is you could potentially almost have a perpetual countdown deal on at least one book in your your catalog. When people see that one's discounted, they'll hopefully go buy it at a discounted rate. And within your book, you can promote your other books in your catalog. So. Basically, you're using a sales strategy to get people hooked into your content, which ultimately drives sales to your other uh, higher price point type of books. I guess ultimately, uh, for me, I, I found that KDP Select really is a great way of kind of getting people in the door to your content and pushing them to the to everything else that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Steve, I, I also experiment this with, I think I've, I've had a couple of authors also in the platform, uh, the Pat Flint group, and some things, but just by changing your book cover and even the title, I drive sales to the book. How far is that true? No one have you experimented with that before. Just the cover alone can also 
trigger? Um, you know what? I should really try that. That sounds like an excellent strategy. I, I actually have a guy that I, I completely trust with his e-cover choices. So when whatever we, we finally do is what I actually just I use. That being said, a couple of my earlier books don't have the crazy cover, so I'm sure if I put a, a different cover on that, they would probably sell better. Uh, but yeah, if you absolutely, if you have a book cover that's not really the greatest, and you put something that really catches the eye in there, I would say yeah, definitely that would that would increase sales. Great. So in moving forward, and whilst now it become more even difficult to sell on Amazon, if one if you don't have a, a platform or you don't have a mailing list. What other factors would you advise established authors and who want to go into self-publishing to do? We've mentioned about blogging already and uh, having a mailing list. What other things that can one also can do to establish a build a strong following or niche to help sell books, small books, in future? <laughs> this is an easy answer to say, but it's very hard to do. Um, write more content. I oh. would say if you if you practice. Uh, Getting a book out every month, and again, it's, it's, this is not the easiest to recommend because I know it's, it's finding the time is definitely a challenge for, yeah. for most people. But uh, I, honestly, I found that continuously having a new book in the marketplace is the single most uh, best way to, to increase sales. Um, for me, I just I don't really believe in a lot of like like sneaky techniques and tactics. I just find that the fundamentals always work. That building email is putting more content and making sure your content's good. That's that's what's really worked for me. So boils down to one of the values I always believe in: that providing uh, valuable content for your audience. That whatever you do, make sure you're providing something valuable for them. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great uh, tips or advice so far for uh, even uh, established authors or writers to get published on Amazon Kindle. And are there any other platforms that you might also advise aside using Amazon Kindle to publish? Uh, yeah, I, this is actually the area where I'm definitely not an expert. I, I just want to get that out of the way and that listening to me maybe wouldn't be the best way to go. Mm. Um, I'm completely 100% strictly Kindle. Uh, I just have the ebooks. I do know that, like you said, the, the hard copy or the print copies, I know that works for some people, mm-hmm. but that, that comes down to, under what I consider an 80-20 task, where, like, you know, the old um, Pareto principle that yeah. 80% of your results comes from 20% of your efforts. For me, it's a, what I mentioned before, just writing, good content, uh, focus on covers, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas uh, from the people I've talked to, that their print versions only result in maybe one one to five percent of their overall sales, and for me, that didn't seem like a great strategy. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think if you have just one or two books out in the marketplace, and it takes you a while between each uh, getting that next book out there, I would definitely look into create space for that. Um, another way to get kind of more sales and get more visibility, um, or even other platforms, like you said, there's the ACX program. That's acx.com, and that's Amazon's. Um, kind of way of basically taking your audio Audio. content Mm -hmm. and creating an audio version. Um, I've only just started with that, and I had someone go out for, I think it was like $400. I forget the exact rate, but for for a couple hundred dollars, I basically had someone record my entire book in audio format. Uh, Probably if you asked me a couple months from now, I could probably give a more detailed answer, but I know that the audio market's definitely growing. that really is it. If you if you want to stay in KDP Select, that's why I mentioned before. There's exclusivity there. So mm-hmm. if you if you continuously re up with their exclusivity, you can't publish on other platforms. 
So that's kind of where I draw the lo- lo- line in the sand is I basically stick with KDB Select. But I know a lot of authors really have a lot of um, success with other platforms, specifically Kobo. Um, I know they just distribute through Smashwords, through to, uh, Barnes & Noble, Apple iBooks. Uh, I've heard that for the nonfiction market, Apple iBooks. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm getting the name right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I know Apple for nonfiction works that well. Like there is a lot of opportunity um, by publishing on other platforms. You could create your own books and put them into your own information products. There's a lot of stuff you can do outside of Amazon. I just found for me personally that KDP Select's working for me, or at least for right now in the early part of 2014. My two might change in a year, but I just found it's 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 working for me, and I, that's why I'm kind of sticking to it. But there are opportunities, other opportunities out there. Mm-hmm, great. So most, most of the time, you, you, you stick with what works for you best. Like you mentioned, the, the, the hard copies, some authors have good su- success with some of the hard copies, but most of them is, is the e-books that drives the sales to the hard copy. What I notice is sometimes if you get more sales on a particular e-book, they tend to look for the hard copy version. If they really love, like the book, they want to purchase but eventually, I think most sales are from the the, the uh, ebook Kindle versions. It, it varies, like you said, so it varies from author to author. Yeah, I should probably look into that. All that being said, I should probably look into a couple of my top sellers at least try the print version, just so I can at least speak from experience. But mm. it really, it really is a matter of I just, I just found that writing books pretty quickly and getting them out in the marketplace that's what's been working for me. So. Every, everyone has their own like results and what they find more useful for their business. Steve, you always have something coming up almost every month, every week. In your post, you're always communicating, engaging people. Do you really rest? What do you do for fun aside from you know writing? What do you do? <laughs> oh, I sit in a little cube and they just keep me locked away in there. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I like everyone else. I, I like to travel. Um, I like to. I, I run marathons in my spare time. Uh, I like to read. I don't know. I I, I try to, to stick to a 40-hour week like most people, and I'm trying to work hard now so I can kind of enjoy life later on. But I would say a lot a lot of times in my spare time, I'm, I like to go on trips. Like I'm going to the Galapagos Islands in a couple of months and looking forward to that. Okay. Good. Steve has some social fun life. <laughs> Not about writing and publishing <laughs> only. Good. Now, Steve, I think if you have to recommend three books to listeners, what would that be? Uh, okay, let me start by one that's definitely not mine. Um, there's a book called Write, Publish, Repeat by Sean Platt and Johnny B. Truant. Uh, that, I think that's a great great book for just the overall mindset of what it's like to publish on a consistent basis. Uh, that being said, if you're offended by cursing, uh, they definitely drop the occasional F-bomb in there. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, solid book. I love it. I find it useful, but it might not be for everyone. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to recommend books that aren't my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say okay. I'll, I'll actually I'll, I'll I'll recommend my own. Um, I would say Writing Habits Mastery by me. Um, just look on just look for Writing Habit Mastery on Amazon. Um, and that's basically just talks about instead of the actual publishing process. I would say that work gets into the like developing the habit of writing every single day, which I think is super important for. Um, Anyone getting started out, um, and actually, let me throw another book. There's a, a book called "Make Your Book Work Harder," and that is uh, that's by Nancy Hendrickson and 
Michelle Scott Campbell. Okay. I think that's the name. Mm. Uh, and basically, that's all the different ways that you can take a single book and leverage the asset that you have with that one particular book. Well, uh, Steve, let me let, let you know this. I've had um, Derek Dupka on on the podcast show. I've had uh, uh, Tom Casanovas. And interestingly, all of them recommended your books, almost all your books. And one number one books they all mentioned, the 61 ways to sell more nonfiction candle books. So, okay. yeah, that's for you. I guess yeah, I guess that one. I, now I feel like a jerk because I didn't recommend their. I like their 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 books too. <laughs> I'm try, I was trying to be not self-serving. I'm trying to, to promote other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. I think oh, this how time can permit us. Another time we look at some other aspects of after you've explored that the other aspect of the publishing. We'll delve more into that, and I'll pick um, uh, listeners' questions so that we can address specific questions when they send in that. So another time I have you on a podcast. And then lastly, I want to ask, what would be your billion-dollar advice to the world out there in general, not only in publishing, in writing, in life? Billion-dollar advice. Billion-dollar advice. All right, I'll give you a tweetable quote. If you find something that works, double down on it. I, I know that quote because I just wrote it the other day, but the idea there is if something's really working for you, if you find that one thing that's doing well, it almost makes sense to cut everything else well, everything else out of your life that's not important. Like, obviously, we have family, we have, like, exercise, we have uh, obligations. You want to still do those. But business-wise, if you find something that's really paying off, it really makes sense to kind of ignore everything else and just completely focus on that one thing. Oh, great. Steve, how can one connect with you after the show? Uh, I, I would just come, just come to my blog at stevescottsite.com. I have, like, four different sites, so that's just probably the easiest one to come contact me or talk to me. SteveScottSite.com. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Steve, for all this valuable information provided for us from writing to publishing to things that we need to do to uh, build a, a platform and help our book really to sell and scale up. Thank, thanks for having me on the show. Visit the website at www.stevescottsite.com. You can also find him on Facebook or on Twitter. And at this time, I want to recommend my two latest books on Amazon. That is the No-Nonsense Guide to Personal Branding for Career Success. You could just Google the name Bennett Kelvin Clive or the title and also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author or you're writing a book or you need some guidelines in publishing. Get a book, Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. That is Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. Get a copy on Amazon today. The best is yours.